it is not often that I have guests come on via uh, Zoom or, or internet. I normally have my guests sitting like right here next to me, but but on the on the rare occasions that I do have guests come online, they already know that it's a big deal. They already know that it's something special. And man, tonight is no different. The guest I have for all you homies tonight is is one of the OGs, one of my one of my A ones, like one of my boys yeah. from from way back in the day. Uh, I mean, this man has been pimping since been pimping since been pimping to, to quote Cat Williams. Uh, one of my yeah. longest homeboys who I, I don't get to see or speak to enough. And also uh, one of uh, the, the, the coolest nerds that you'll ever have the pleasure to meet. Uh, my brother Damn. Tame. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Yeah, yo, bro, that intro is I don't even know what to say about that. That's crazy, bro. You feel, that's how you really feel? Yeah. That's how you, know. you really feel, bro. Come on, <laughs> man. That's, that's what's up, no, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 tame. I'm I am the third OG uh homie, I guess you could say. Yes. Um man, me me and Cool back a couple Couple decades, huh? Like shit, yeah. And yeah, I'm a couple I'm decades. Thirty two. Yeah, I'm thirty two. So that's like my uh, whole life, damn near. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, man. Yeah. Even though I may be on the internet today, I spent many a uh, many a night, many a day, uh, many a meal at Q's house. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> you man, know, like if only people knew, like the uh, <laughs> the amount of time we used to spend when we were kids, like Bro. playing video games. Uh, yes, talking about comic book scenarios, one in particular I remember. I don't know. I don't know if you remember this or not, but I don't Probably. know how it came about. Uh, we were like young teenagers at the time, and we had this weird yeah. conversation. I say weird; it was hilarious. This conversation about what it would be like if uh-huh. Wolverine and Ghost Rider got high, and it was. And and I think that this needs uh, exploration because Bro, this listen. is a great question. You know, like like now we're older, mm. uh, we're more established, and and we smoked weed. I think at this point in our <laughs> life, so I think we both know. Back then, we didn't know shit about shit. So we were like, what, "What if they got high?" You know. Now we're like, well, "We've actually smoked weed now, so maybe we know well, a and, little bit more about what we're talking about." <laughs> yeah, and, and it's also like we also know more about these characters, and I'm like. Could could either of them really get high? And if so, for how long? The facts. So I should first premise this by saying, when I say OG, I mean I was every 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 nerd group has that who would win guy. Mm-hmm. I was who would win guy. Right. I'd be the nigga going to the Chinese restaurant <laughs> with you at three a.m. being like, "You guys, who would win between Doctor Doom and Namor?" Right. Like I was that nigga. <laughs> And, and you know what? The the great thing about you was also like the aggravating thing about you. It would be like no, no matter who I said, you would always play devil's advocate. And I'm like, there's there's just no winning. I got it. Don't matter what I said. If, if you swap sides and, and to the other side, I'm like, all right, but listen, here's what he okay. I hear your point, but listen to this. <laughs> Think about this, and I will have you guys know. To this day, I'm the exact same way. I'll do that shit forever, bro. I'll, I'll message this man and be like, "So, who would win between?" Right. And he'll give his opinion. I'll be like, "But listen, yeah, actually, thinking about it now, 
It's the same way, even today. <laughs> it's the same way. I'm the same way, but it's true though. But I think I think we can we can explore um, uh, Wolverine and, and Ghost Rider getting high um, for sure. <laughs> if you want to get into that, look, we can, we can definitely get into that. Oh no, I mean, you know what? There's, I, dare I say, there are more pressing things to discuss than the stone nature of, right. <laughs> uh, of a man already possessed with a super powerful dark entity. <laughs> And another man who has a healing factor that probably doesn't even allow him to catch a cold. So <laughs> the fact that he gets drunk is phenomenal. Like I don't know how that shit happens. He must be. <laughs> he's got to. He's got to be throwing them back. You know what I mean? Hundred proof, just straight out the bottle. Like right. he must be. <laughs> yeah, like a hundred percent distilled vodka. Vodka. Like like no, the, the, there's no water <laughs> in that at all. Just, <laughs> nah, just out the bottle, straight down. Right. Like, he must be no chaser at all. Right. How he gets drunk is a mystery to me. But you're right. There are more important things. We'll table the conversation for the two, for the weed, <laughs> <laughs> for later. So, yeah, man. So let me start off by uh, by, uh, by ha- kind of having this discussion here. And that is, uh, let's have the discussion of superhero movies now versus superhero movies when we were kids. Uh, so, you know, back when we were mm-hmm. growing up, we had like the, the, the Daredevil movies with Ben Affleck and we had, mm-hmm. uh, the old school X-Men movies, uh, yep. some of them anyway, uh, we, <laughs> you know, we, we had, uh, <laughs> yep, yep. Ghost Rider, speaking of him, you know, the, the Nick Cage flicks. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I, I, man, that memory I repressed. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. I repressed the memory so deep. And then we also even had movies like uh, like Constantine uh, with Keanu Reeves. Okay. And, you know, like the more yeah. you learn, the more you grow up, the more you realize that is a wild miscast. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Amer- First off, American. Start there. Oh, yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah. Already. Already they fucked up getting an American. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Just wrong. And you compare it with superhero movies of today. Now we live in a world with where the MCU is all the craze, where mm. you're not looked at as a weirdo if you say that you, you love superheroes, because now everybody does, you know? Yeah. I mean, so many yeah. people love this stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, I joke about this a lot, but in reality, I, I don't like the gatekeep, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. every, everybody, yeah. everybody is welcome. Uh, but there is, like... It's like a almost like a badge of honor because I look at so many of these newer nerds who embrace like the 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 cultural zeitgeist of it all, and mm. I think to myself, man, y'all don't know how good you have it here. Like, yeah, we we definitely can and do complain about bad superhero movies today, but if you knew what we went through back in the day, you wouldn't complain as much. Are we are we them people now, bro? We them people now. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> bro, oh, damn. I, I remember when millennials damn. used to be the young people, and now we 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 old now. We <laughs> the, we the, we the, we the next boomers, bro. That's crazy that we do, we are the ones now being like, if only you knew how good you have it now. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I remember just on the same note, real quick before I get into my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I the same note. I remember my mom talking to me about like the X-Men, like the, like the, like the early nineties X-Men cartoon mm-hmm. when the movies came out, when the live action joints with Hugh Jackman came out and she was like, wow, like I remember I used to watch this cartoon every, every morning and like, look, look how cool this is. And talking about how 
uh, that's all that she really had was like that cartoon. As far as like comic books goes, that's all that she really had was like more in cartoons, and that was it. And I was like, so she's like, you guys really are lucky. And I was like, this movie was not great. Right. <laughs> 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 and and the years go on, I'm like, wow, even worse. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I I think my opinion about movies now versus movies back in the day, yeah, man, truly the first thought is like, yeah, these these kids don't, they really don't know how rough <laughs> how rough it was but i will say this uh i think that back then in the old movies mm-hmm. they they seemed to try to um stick more to like the can't like the plot of the story like they like the one-to-one translation from comic book to mm-hmm. movie which is i think why it was so rough like it's hard to digest and like looked a little wonky sometimes and of course technology wasn't the same so like you could you, people looked like the thing in the Fantastic Four movies looked crazy. Yeah. Like he's wearing a styrofoam. Look like styrofoam Michael Chiklis covered in, in in styrofoam rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looked crazy. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> um, so, but I think movies today, conversely, have much better technology. But as we've seen from an old head perspective, mm-hmm. um, give less and less of a fuck about the actual story, the one to one comparison. So you'll get you'll get a Thor Ragnarok that is like. No, yeah, bro. Listen, we don't we don't even need to. We don't we don't need to. <laughs> That's not on that. So, but I, <laughs> which makes for a it makes for it makes for a more entertaining mm-hmm. movie, right? Like a more easy digestible movie, right? But it, it, it's so far away from the from the original source material that like it's it's basically its own thing, you it, know. Exactly. At this point. And that's you know. pretty much a surmise. That's a nice summarization of what Kevin and I have been saying about Ragnarok for the past five years. Uh, <laughs> but that, that does kind of, you know, perfectly lead into like another topic here, man. And that is uh, people like you and I, we, we are superhero nerds to a level that most people aren't ready to, to bring it to. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, yeah. It's like if you and I were to have a conversation with someone and say that, hey, yeah, well, you know, we we really like superheroes and comic books. Most people, even the person I had a conversation with today, even just earlier today, you know, said, oh, yeah. man, me too, man. I, I, I really like the MCU. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, mm. OK, so I, I know where where to where to take the yeah, conversation. I know where you're to. at. Yeah, yeah. Where to stop. I know, I know where to stop at. Yes, I, I know where to stop at. Exactly. But, yeah. But then it got me thinking also just about the fact that how these movies are structured, they are structured for the roughly 70% of the audience who don't know mm-hmm. their source material, who don't, who don't read their comic books. Now, the other yeah. 30% are people like you and I and, and Kevin and some of the other homies who are, are, are freaking the podcast. Yeah. You know, we're the, uh, the other 30%. We're the minority. We're the ones who, who know... We're the ones who watched Avengers and knew who the mm-hmm. big purple guy in the chair is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. 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 We're the ones who were like, oh, shit, the Thanos? Okay. You know what I mean? That that was us. And, yep. you know, we, we're, we were those guys. And sometimes, because, you know, we review all the superhero movies here on this podcast, as well as the mm-hmm. comic books, and as well as doing things yeah. like preparing uh, the, the homies, the listeners for, like, things to come. Okay, so who was King of the Conqueror? This is who he is, and this is what he's about, and this is mm-hmm. what he's done. Uh, but the thing that I always have to remember is that 
they, I say they, but right now it's mostly like the MCU. They they so often will take liberties where they think the audience is ignorant, but mm. every day there's more and more people like you and I, more and more people who have some kind of platform to inform the audience. And so <laughs> we're seeing now that, mm-hmm. and, and, and it takes some time to get that ball rolling, but now we're seeing that it's, it's starting a little bit to bite the MCU, the fact that now their casual audience is becoming more smart. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I was talking about this the other day, a while, mm-hmm. while back when the show came out, but I was talking about She-Hulk mm-hmm. and how, how as much as people didn't like that show, that is probably Marvel's most true to like so far, Marvel MCU's like true to one like one to one translation from how her comics actually were to show. Like you know, because she was fourth wall breaking and she was like the first, actually I think the first wall break in the comics. She was way before Deadpool, uh, her, yeah. her comics were very much just about her doing regular everyday shit and going to court. Like it wasn't like a whole lot of mm-hmm. extra shit. <laughs> and so like her plot being very bland, it's kind of like, well, that's kind of how she Hulk comics work. Yeah. But people that, didn't like that show. And so like, well, that's the closest that Marvel's ever gotten so far to like a true, like one-to-one match. But, you know, you know where, where I really think the she Hulk show messed up it because you are right. Uh, they, they really tried to take a lot of cues from like that sensational mm-hmm. She-Hulk era, which a lot of people, myself included, think is the the best She-Hulk run to date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The comic books. And, and yes, so, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's very smart for them to try to adapt that. The issue is that it had all of it had all of the ingredients of the sensational She-Hulk comic book run, but it had none of the mm-hmm. heart. It had none of the yes. And <laughs> And that's really when mm-hmm. that show fell flat on his face. And where it didn't have heart, they just kind of put in the ingredients that they wanted to. And, and so that even was, though it looked like the same yeah. thing, it became something completely different. To your point, bro, 100%, that is Marvel's problem. That yeah. is, if we're, if we're going to get into a deeper, a bigger conversation, <laughs> now, I'm going to get concise for now. Yeah. That, the the lack of heart is 1,000% Marvel's, the MCU's entire yeah. issue yeah. currently. Because they think that, from what I'm gathering, they think that the only options are funny or extremely sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no... And I can already tell from the next Guardians trailer that, mm-hmm. I, that just came out that it's going to be those two directions. There's not going to be a, a lot of middle ground where um, there's, like, like growth. Like, for example, the first Guardians, I think, did okay. Where, like, yeah. you, you watch Star-Lord sort of, like, grapple with his, like, mom's death and, like, the... Mm-hmm the accepting of his new family. But this, this last one is very clearly going to be like, well, we've done a goofy movie in the middle. We've yep. done a, a, a sort of like middle ground movie in the first. Let's just do a fucking sad movie, yep. <laughs> you know? And I feel like I shows included, same thing. You, you either have uh, a She-Hulk, which is just goofy and has no heart whatsoever, mm-hmm. or you have like a Moon Knight, which is trying to be, <laughs> which is trying to be, so far the opposite direction that it just comes out wrong. Like he's like, this yeah. is not, and I, I like Moon Knight. I, mm-hmm. I, I, but again, the bar is so low that like it's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The bar at this point is damn near on the ground. Uh, 
and, and you know, we can talk a little yeah. bit about about Moon Knight here. And you know, there's there's certain things that I <laughs> I, I try to be really careful with how I worry them because I never want to come off as I, I never want to offend anybody, and mm-hmm. I never want to come across as cold or callous because I may joke, but I jest when I say certain things. But when yeah. it comes to like uh, like Moon Knight, I see what they're trying to do, and I appreciate the effort. You know, really, they were really trying to highlight, you know, uh, m- mental health awareness and and really yeah. trying to to display that hey, just because you may have this this disability does not make you less of a person. You're still a person who deserves equal treatment and deserves yeah all of the, the rights and liberties that everyone else has. Exactly. Uh, you can that, be a superhero if you have mental problems. Right. Like you, they, 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 you know, which is which is a statement that needs to be said. Like, why are there not a whole yeah. lot of handicapped, you know, physically or mentally superheroes? And I mean, Moon Knight is one of the few who are. Daredevil is clearly the most popular one who has, like, a physical disability. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's blind, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's clearly, like, in terms of, like, <laughs> all, like the disabilities, he's got to be, like, the top tier A1 most popular one. Uh, but going yeah, back but, to, but he's interested because his power directly counters his weak, his handicap. Yeah, he's not. Imagine if, imagine if he, for example, didn't have legs or like his right. legs didn't work. Yeah. He's, he's paraplegic. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's not. And would his power then be that he's able to mentally move himself around? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Professor Xavier? Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. So you're right. In this case, this man, this man's mental handicap. Uh, has absolutely really no bearing on his power. It, it, it changed how his power manifested, but like his right. power from the God didn't have anything to do with him being low, being off. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I guess ultimately though, my problem with Moon Knight was that I, I love the fact that they, they, they did apply that, uh, yeah. that, that messaging to the show. However, they completely threw away a very integral part of Mark Spector, which is, mm. The man is fucking crazy. Yes. <laughs> and, and, didn't show and, <laughs> to the last fucking two minutes of. <laughs> and I don't know if spoilers is uh, not really a spoiler, like I guess. Yeah, anything else except for the fact that at the last two minutes of that show in the in limousine, if you know, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it was the only part of the show that they actually showed. Oh no, this man's insane! Like this man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, because his other personalities were like fairly well put together. I mean, one was like a mercenary and one was like a normal dude, so yeah. fairly in their own right put together. But there's a third personality in there who is mm-hmm. absolutely unhinged, and you never saw that fool to the again the last 120 seconds of that show. Yeah. And again, you know, people <laughs> yeah. like you and I were like, okay, well, there's they're starting off with Mark Spe- Oh, not with Mark Spector, but they're they're starting off with uh, which personality did they start off with primarily? Uh, the normal, the normal, the normal guy, whatever his name was, the the guy who worked at the museum. Yeah, he, uh, what's his right. name? Yeah, Stephen Grant. No, not Grant. Stephen Grant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they started off with him, and then uh, and then we get Mark Spector, which I thought that first episode was from, to me was the best uh, mm-hmm. because I thought they took some bold liberties that yes. at least for episode one I thought they really really worked, and yeah. I was like, oh, so Mark instead of being the primary, he's being presented as the secondary which is an interesting mm-hmm. change. But, you know, people yeah. like you and I, we were wondering, where's Jake? Where's, where's, where's Jake? Yeah, yeah, where's Jake Lockley? And then, like where's, you said... Where's the mask? Because he's in there somewhere. Like, right. yeah. 
Yeah. And, and <laughs> you so know? you're right. Up until like the last two minutes, they really we really don't get to see like that super unhinged, you know, almost Punisher esque moon. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the in the comics, I mean, Mark Spector is of course in the comics a lot. I mean, he's he's one of three, so he's there all, mm-hmm. all the time. But most of the time, when when Moon Knight's doing the most, I would say, like cinematically impressive things, it's it's Jake. <laughs> it, you know, the things right. you would, the things that when Moon Knight's taking the biggest hits, and when he's doing the most, like you know, and he's not super strong necessarily, but like when he's like picking up cars off people, like that's that's Jake. That's not Mark. Right. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? So to to hide him to the end of the show, it it really, as you to your point, cut out a lot of what what the draw to Moon Knight is. Like not that you just draw like he's insane, but but to take out a part a personality from a character who's known for having multiple personalities uh, does cut the character's um, impact by yeah. a lot. Is what, is, yeah. To me, it would be like if the MCU, God forbid, if the MCU did Punisher. They would they would focus more on his severe PTSD and give us mm-hmm. some message about that, and they would <laughs> and they would strip away the fact that the man is a goddamn psychopath because they yeah, don't want to vilify absolutely. yeah <laughs> they don't want to vilify you know PTSD survivors and, and again I I get that but you mm-hmm. have to find that balance of of adapting the character. And, yeah. and keeping that integrity while also mm-hmm. being like, okay, but here's also this messaging that this character can present, you know? Yeah. I mean, and to your point too, I think that like, actually back to the question we asked him before, mm-hmm. uh, which I kind of didn't really get into, but the one about movies then versus movies now, here's a question for you. Which, which series or which character do you think that over the years from then to now, if they have lasted that long, <laughs> um, has been the most uh, well-presented or if you want to answer this this way, um, the most um, true to character, you know. So it's yeah, okay. right. So they, I, yeah, go for it. That is a <laughs> that, that, that's a man. That's a tough one. But just off top, you know, uh, if, if I think about it, I probably have you know someone else come to mind. But yeah. just off top, I would probably have to say, uh, I mean, Wolverine. Um, yeah, I I mean, first, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, first of all, what Hugh Jackman did with the role, Hugh Jackman was so good, he could make you forget that Wolverine is not supposed to be this slim, six foot tall man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, like five foot three. <laughs> yeah, he's like five foot three with the adamantium. He's three hundred pounds. He is yeah. short and stocky. You know. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you forget to your point. You, you, you when he was playing him, you almost forget that he's that he jacked like six three or something. Yeah. You're like, oh, he's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then it also he's makes you. True. It almost makes you wonder too, because if you go back to the year technically 1999, Hugh Jackman was not the first person who they wanted. Mm-hmm. He was not their primary choice. He wasn't their second, their third, fourth. I don't think he was their fifth. <laughs> Like, Dang. and I'm like, oh shit! Imagine if like they did actually cast Jack Nicholson at one point, or if they did cast uh, Russell, Russell Crowe at one point. Oh no! <laughs> and, and, Hell no. <laughs> no! No! I'm like, that would not have worked. They were bigger names, sure, but 
sure. He, yeah. Like, man, things fell into place so that you could do it. But but to get more to your question, though, man, um, you know, you can definitely make the argument that for like the first several X-Men movies, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. is just playing a, a varying degrees of, of angry Logan who who doesn't have his memories and wants to get his memories back. That is kind of yeah. his arc for like the first several movies. But really, it's when we get to the James Mangold movies. James Mangold is the guy uh, who mm-hmm. directed uh, The Wolverine and Logan. He did both of those. It's yeah. really when he gets his hands on the character that something rare and spectacular begins to happen. James Mangold has stated he is not a fan of superhero movies. In the oh, wow. hands of a capable director who understands the assignment, mm. we can get something great. In the hands of the people who are currently in charge of the MCU, they put out yeah. trash when they are not fans yep. of the source material. But James Mangold Correct. is different because he's he's, yeah. he's an artist. Um, you, you, exactly, I couldn't have said it better, yeah. bro. I think that like my 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 first thought when I asked when I asked the question, when yeah. I formulated in my head was was the X Men. I think that it, I mean there are some there are some flops in there, but traditionally, I think that the best. From then to now, representation of any group mm-hmm. um, has been the X Men. Now they've also been like the, they're like one of the oldest, mind you, right. thematically one of the oldest. But um, uh, aside from the few flops like Apocalypse in the middle there, like I yeah. think that <laughs> I think that generally like most of those characters, Professor Xavier and Professor Xavier from the first movie mm-hmm. to to uh, Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, yeah. It, 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 it's almost like a one-to-one comic right. book, one-to-one cartoon version of Professor Xavier. Yeah. Now, I think that, um, what's the guy's name who played him in, like, first class? Uh, I James, think he did. James McAvoy. I think he did good, too. McAvoy. Yeah. He did fine. Yeah. He did fine for you. Because you don't see, in the comics, you don't see a whole lot of young Xavier right. anyway. So right. it's, kind of new, it's kind of new territory. So it, he did fine. You could see that guy becoming old, bald Xavier. Right. So it's fine. <laughs> um, here's a question for you. Which one do you think is the worst from then to now? Oh my goodness, the worst. Let me think. I mean, so this isn't fair, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't mine already. Okay, so I, I, got, I got to cycle through a few here. So at yeah, first, I, I was going to say Catwoman. You can bring him. <laughs> Catwoman. But uh, but to be fair, that Catwoman Ooh. is not Selena Kyle. So no, I can't no. really. Um, yeah. If you want to rank them, you can rank them. If you want to try to make the whole list, and we'll just put them. Oh my god, that, that, that makes it even even harder. Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> I, I will say this: um, Punisher, when Thomas Jane played him, he was he was good. I actually mm-hmm. did not mind Thomas Jane in that in that old four Punisher movie. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, uh, Is that the one with Travolta, or the one after yeah, the, the one, one before the one Travolta, with, the one with Travolta. With Travolta, yeah, that one was that one was a true to form, I think. Yeah, very violent, yeah. <laughs> very very enhanced. Right, yeah, very enhanced. Yeah. He was uh, he was more in control than what we're used to with the Punisher, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he had that that anger that turned into sadness, you know. He was more he was more John Wick than he Punisher, was. but he was. But, but it was it was fine for what a movie could for what a a, a movie of the time could give. Right. <laughs> now, uh, I, I will I will sidebar I will uh, sidebar us here just a little bit uh, about 
about a year ago, Kevin and I, we did a, uh, an episode to celebrate the Punisher. I think it was like his uh, like 48th anniversary or something like that. Uh, oh, wow. But to, to celebrate him, we sat down and we watched all three live oh, action shit. Punisher movies. Uh-uh. And, nah. <laughs> and yeah, we, we did it. And, and yes, oh, for those listening, they're all three. And you guys can go back and catch that episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> there's the Thomas Jane the Go watch the old all three Punisher <laughs> yes. movies. Go. Most, most of you guys know the Thomas Jane one. That's that's the best of the bunch, probably. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the uh, the Ray Stevenson Punisher movie, which has its quirks, but there's some good moments. And then uh, there's is, the is, first Kevin Nash one. In that one. Huh? Isn't Kevin Nash in that one? Kevin Nash is the oh, one with Thomas one. Jane. He's, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then there's the first Punisher movie that was made in like mm. the late 80s, I want to say, with Man. Dolph Lundgren. The, yes. Lord, Lord have mercy. <laughs> My God today. My God today. Who greenlit that shit? Who was like, hmm, now we finished rapping. Right. This. And while editing was like, this is going to be so fire. <laughs> like, who thought that, bro? Bro. Fire that man. Bro, the the crazy thing about that movie is, you know that the Punisher logo is not in it. It's in one spot. The Punisher in that movie has throwing daggers, okay, and <laughs> and on the head of the throwing dagger, oh. you can see the skull. But that's the only place. <laughs> oh my god, that's that is almost as big a travesty as the Baraka sword that Deadpool had in fucking. Oh, oh, oh my god, that that hurt my heart. But to get back to your question, though, like what to you, what what's the biggest travesty oh, that we've when seen? When I say this, bro, you're gonna be like, yeah. As a series, as a as a group. Right, right. The Fantastic Four. And I'm done. And that's it. And we're gonna move on. Like the Fantastic Four from then to now has not had a single banger. Not one. Not <laughs> one. Not they one. they had one that was Kind of mid, it, yeah. They had one that was tolerable. Yeah, yeah. We could yeah. watch that and be like, "This is this is a movie. This is a movie. It's got superheroes in it. Yep. <laughs> it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end, <laughs> and a plot that involves heroes and villains." And then there's the <laughs> second one with the the floating Galactus cloud, bro, which was atrocious. Which was a atrocious. Now, Silver Surfer had some cool effects. Yeah, we love for him. But uh, now we're going to discuss the third one. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Doom is damn near just <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. Yes. And he's just, and he's an alien walking through the, the hallways, exploding heads oh. by looking at people. Like, I, bro. <laughs> that was the 2015 Fantastic yes, Four movie. And yep. Michael B. Jordan was in it. Michael B. Jordan was Human Torch. So to get back to your yeah. Dr. Doom point, here's what happened. Okay. So uh, the one of the screenwriters, okay, he finished writing the script and mm-hmm. and as, well, as he was putting the finishing touches on it, he said to like his consultant, he says, All right, what are Dr. Doom's powers? And the consultant says, Yes. And uh-uh. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <laughs> What are his powers? Yep. 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 <laughs> Those are the powers. Yep. Put them in there. Put them in, in there. there. Yep. Adam. So what? Well, he can make people's heads explode. Sure can. Got it. 
Oh, he can just he can just do he can lift people in the air with his mind. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Throw them around if you want. I don't give a fuck yeah. like that. <laughs> do you think it look cool? Put it in there. Fuck it. No, I don't give a shit what you do. Have him not even be looking human. I don't give a shit if he walks out of that if he walks out of that portal or whatever the fuck it was, looking like a whole transformer. You give me. <laughs> Oh <laughs> shit! My life. I'm laughing too hard. My oh, life. Bro. Shit. It's true. The homeboy looked absolutely insane, and his powers were nowhere close to what Doom's powers remotely even are. <laughs> so, for, for future screenplay writers, here, here's this is a simplification. So, a simplification. So, don't kill me. But yeah. if if you want to loosely understand Doctor Doom's powers. The man has the technology of Tony Stark, and he has the wizardry of a Doctor Strange. Just yeah, you can, you that's can the marry. You can get. Yeah, you can marry yeah. those whoever you like. That's that's what it comes down to. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but they, man, they gave him. They gave him uh, psychic powers, and he was exploding heads like he was in. I don't know. He, bro. he was it, like it truly, a, what's the name of that movie? He was like Carrie. Like the horror Harry, movie, the no. Stephen King. Dead ass. First <laughs> off, could Doctor Strange survive in in space? Well, they were in space, right? They went to they went to space or something in some pocket. Some yeah, pocket, it was some know. some pocket dimension world. I don't I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It was so convoluted that you don't even know what the plot was. But right. then you see when you see Doom, you're like, oh, this ain't Doom. Who is mm-hmm. who is this? This must be someone else. This must be the Beyonder or something. Cause this ain't Doom. Yeah, yeah. This has got to be. <laughs> like who who is this? <laughs> And then, of course, and this is a small gripe, mm-hmm. but the the casting of Mister Mister Fantastic is in that movie mm-hmm. did fine. The actor did fine. Miles Teller, I, I, I really the, like Miles Teller. He did fan, he, for what he was given, fine. But casting him at all for Reed Richards, it, it was a like, miscast. It was a miscast. Yeah, like he ain't. He's smart. He's just fine, but he ain't Reed Richards. Like <laughs> I, I think that everybody except for the actor who played the thing was was miscast. I think that the, I think that they were all yeah. miscast except for the thing. He said, "He and said, the thing Jordan, is like a, here, bro. yeah." And the thing is mostly a CG construct. The Period. thing is also the only, right. the thing is also the only thing that looked decent in the movie. Ah. Except, except he didn't have no pants on. Put some pants. <laughs> He would just walk around, yeah, no. rock dick all out. <laughs> bro, if the Hulk can find some stretchy pants, bro, put yeah. <laughs> put I, some pants on. I'm dog. saying though, I'm saying, bro. Oh uh, my, you're right though. But that that's my answer for the franchise. The franchise that is that has been. I don't know if it's neglect. I don't know if it's if it's like mistreatment or if it's just a, a struggle over rights or you know a copyright, whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever it is. Probably all those things, to be honest. It, it <laughs> whatever, all those it things. Is, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, that franchise has not had a not a single banger in its. So when people are like, "Oh well, the Fantastic Four is coming to the MCU," my first thought is like, "We're well, I'm worried about the X Men coming because X Men has been like pretty pretty good and pretty true for the last for the last again like Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those were little flops. Even even the flops weren't terrible. They just were bad for X Men movies. Yeah, right. Um, but I'm worried about X Men. I'm hopeful i'm I'm glad mm-hmm. that they're bringing in fantastic four because there's only up to go from them they can't they couldn't get any worse <laughs> right. if they tried 
<laughs> well, so great. The Fantastic Four, they've been cursed in live action uh, since day one. Back in like the early 90s, they had, mm. they, they filmed and, and made an entire Fantastic Four movie. I'm talking like mm. the, the thing had like the same technology that like uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja uh, Turtles had for those early movies. Where like there oh. was somebody in the suit, but they had like an animatronic puppeteer for the head. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. They had yeah, yeah. that kind of technology for the thing. That would look crazy, but yeah, it yeah, would work. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you can go online and, and like find the uh, the steel oh, photos okay. and even like some mm-hmm. of the test footage they had. But they made the entire movie with the intention to never release it. So that movie never came out. They, wow. They made that movie just to secure the rights of the Fantastic Four because, uh, what is it? They have to make a movie, I think, every nine years or something like that to retain like the that. rights. Yeah. And that's so petty, that's Peter, bro. Yeah. That's petty as hell. It's petty as fuck. Like, you're going to waste money making this whole-ass movie to not release it. Imagine but, the actors getting paid to do this shit and knowing they're going to ever see the light of day. Like, they're like, right. we're never getting royalties from this shit. It's never going to be... Uh, it's it's like the Batgirl movie point. bit worse, you know? Oh, damn. You're, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right. Oh, no, no. My answer for... I didn't give you my answer for the best one. Yeah. I, or I did, X, I did X-Men, but I'll give you another one. Mm-hmm. I think that generally, and I'll, there's only a, like a one actual flop I can think of, but Batman, not the franchise Batman, because Batman's franchise has been all over the, all over the fucking place, yeah. but Batman the character mm-hmm. in movies, I think has been generally pretty well handled, oh, I think. I, um, I agree with that as my, well. Yeah, I think, but again, he is one of the oldest ones. But I do think that, like, the, the only one that, that like makes me go huh, is like the Val Kilmer one. Where I was like, I don't know about <sighs> these nipples. He was fine. Well, well the Val Kilmer <laughs> or the George Clooney one. No, 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 you're right. No, Val Kilmer's right. George, <laughs> the George Clooney one was when I was like, this ain't it. Yeah. This, ain't, this ain't it. Like, I don't know what this is, but it ain't it. Man, <laughs> two plus four. What is this? Because like, right. <laughs> this math is not adding up. This math ain't math. <laughs> ain't mathing. So, so that's true. But I think that all the other ones, though, um, generally, I think were pretty true to a version of a comic book Batman you could find and would be pleased with. I think you you hit the nail on the head with that, and and I think that I think that you just crossed over into a barrier that like some people really struggle with. Especially with mm. Batman, because like Batman, I, I love so many of these comic book characters. Batman is my favorite. Like if I had to yeah. pick a favorite, it'd be him. Um, I mean, clearly, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm wearing the shirt right now, even. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, um, the thing about Batman that is so unique about him, as you just mentioned, actually, is his versatility. There's yeah. so many different versions of Batman. There's there's Batman, the superhero, you know, the one who can mm-hmm. go out and, and, and you know, and, and fight these superpowered freaks like Clayface or Killer Croc or, you know, like, yeah. people like Poison Ivy, people like that. There's uh, Batman, the, uh, the the team member. So there's like the version mm-hmm. of Batman who, you know, you see flying around or fighting with the, uh, the Justice League <laughs> or whatnot. There's yep. there's Batman the Vigilante. That's the version of Batman who you know he, he still you know like he still isn't trusted by the law because he's working outside of the law. And so you know there's you know yeah. is he good or is he bad? There's Batman the Detective. 
the one who goes around yeah. and solves crimes and whatnot. And the thing of it is, and the one, that, we, haven't, what's that? one we haven't seen yet is, is Batman the Father. Yeah, and which because, we're going to go, we're going to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so. because there's a whole section of Batman where he. Not just to Damien, of course, but to the right. Bat family. Like it's just their dad. Like yeah, he, right. he just lives and trains with them, lives with them, goes out with them, and fights with them. Like all of that, right. which you really don't get to see. We never yet, anyway. Haven't really seen that side of Batman. Yeah, you know, it's the same. Well, uh, have you heard the uh, the announcements about the upcoming DC movies? Um, no, I heard. Last I heard, uh, James Gunn yeah uh, came in and just watched the board clean. You know, I, I'm not mad at that. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta break a few eggs to make an omelet. But uh, yeah. I, uh, I did a uh, me and another homie Caleb. We did like a whole episode breaking down the uh, the upcoming DC movies. James Gunn came out and made this whole big announcement. Uh, but uh, obviously, they're making the Batman two, but that's going to be outside of like the shared universe. Uh, yeah. But within the shared universe, they're making a movie called Brave and the Bold. And it is oh, a, okay. uh, yeah, it's, it's a Batman yeah. movie, and uh, the the reference for it is uh, let's see if I have it here. Look at this man! Look at a whole shelf for Batman. Talk. I'm just it, but this man a whole. The reference here is the the Grant Morrison <laughs> Batman run. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know like uh, when when I heard that, I was like, oh, this is this could be good. This could be really good, especially since. It's gonna focus on Bruce and Damien, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I, I really like this. Uh, I like this a yeah. lot. Yeah, and, and so yeah, you're right. That, it's an era of Batman where all the other Robins are either established or, or dead, but but they're established out of the house and doing right. their own thing and as Nightwing and so on and so forth. And he gets to just kind of focus on his well, son, yeah. actual son, right. <laughs> and not, blood son, I should say. Uh, and it's it's a also not to be confused with any listeners, not to be confused with the uh, animated show Brave and the Bold. That was also a thing that existed. It was a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, it, it was. It's whatever. But it, it, it wasn't <laughs> the Batman animated TV show. Correct. Yeah. It was not. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where Joker didn't wear shoes and was like had dreadlocks. One of them. One of them Batman shows oh, had Joker. He was I think like it was Beyond, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know what? It was one of them. It was one of them yeah, cartoon shows yeah. where Joker didn't wear shoes and he and he he had dreadlocks and he was like um, Blanca from uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so with uh, let, let's talk about this a little bit here um, because mm. you and I spoke a little bit about this movie over text message, but never actually like spoke about this in person. Um, mm. What did you think of uh, the Batman? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. So, so given that it is detached from all the other Batman stuff, uh, probably, and I know it's probably a hot take, but probably my favorite iteration of Batman so far. Uh, like I'm, I know I'm, I'm right there with you. Actually, I know Christian Bale, everyone fucking nuts themselves over Christian Bale and his version of Batman, but, but, but Christian Bale was a fantastic Batman. Mm-hmm. I think that this, uh, what's his, uh, Edward, oh, Edward Robert Cullen, Cullen, that is the nigga's name <laughs> in Twilight. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Robert Pattinson is a fantastic Bruce Wayne. Oh, really? Uh, I, well, here's why I say that, because the, the time that outside of, well, how do I put this right? Mm-hmm. 
the emotions that Bruce is feeling in his normal life, you can see it when he's Batman. Yeah. And Christian Bale's, and when he was Bruce Wayne, he was just a, a billionaire philanthropist. He, may, he, he could have been RDJ as Iron Man when he was, when he was Bruce Wayne. It, at parties, he was, you, didn't, you didn't really see the connection between the man and the bat. But in the Batman movie, for me anyway, he's depressed. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's going through shit emotionally and mentally. When he's talking to people, when he's talking to Catwoman, you can see that the same dude that is out of the suit is the same dude that is now in the suit mm-hmm. and having this conversation. Right. Um, and that's what I'm saying. I think that like that transition is, is fantastic in the movie. Whereas in the other ones, they're very detached. Like when you saw Bruce Wayne, um, you didn't really feel like you knew, you knew he was Batman, but he wasn't doing anything Batman-esque. Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought that they were, uh, I mean, cause I, I also love the Nolan trilogy, you know? Um, yeah, of course. Uh, but I'm, I'm right there with you with the Batman. I thought the movie was, I, I thought that I can say this now after seeing the movie a few more times, I think that it is my favorite Batman movie. And I think it's one of the best pieces of cinema to come out in the past 10 years. Period. Period. I, yeah. I mean, and, but, but you know what, this, uh, this actually, I think, sets us up perfectly for another conversation I wanted to have with you. Uh, and that is, like, over the past five or so years that this podcast has been going, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've been able to learn a lot more about these characters and these stories, sure, but I learned a lot more about, like, myself and, and really, like, about critical thinking and forming opinions. And mm. one thing that I've been able to learn is that it's it's almost a pointless venture asking somebody uh, if they liked something or not. So, like for example, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who didn't care for the Batman or didn't think it was that good. You know, whereas yeah. you and I, we love that. What I learned over the years, though, is that it's a much more useful and effective tool to instead ask them what were your expectations for this movie. And, and that, yes. goes, that goes for any movie, you know? So like, yes. what, what are your expectations? Because if you can establish what someone's expectations are, you may find that, okay, you're looking for something different than what I'm looking for. And that's where yeah. our disconnect is. Uh, yes. and, and I think that that's a much more effective way to have that kind of conversation. It's true. And then you can also find, you can also find why they're upset a lot, a lot faster. Like if you go into a Batman movie and you're like, you know, you're looking for him to, be a suave billionaire, then right. the Batman ain't for you. You're going to be disappointed. Because <laughs> he ain't so far part of the movie. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I think that, like, the reason why, for me, the Batman is one of the best ones is, for, I'll give you a big example. You know how RDJ at Iron Man was? Yeah. Um, he didn't seem more suave out the suit than he did in the suit. He was he was Tony Stark all the time, Right. 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 However, I think Christian Bale did seem more reserved and suave out the suit than he did when in the suit. And uh, Robert Pattinson seemed like the same nerd, the same depressed emo kid, the entire emo kid, emo adult right. the entire time. <laughs> I, I, I do expect him to learn to put on the facade. To, to yeah, eventually, I do. Yeah, which I think at the end of the movie, but, 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 to the point of that, I think that the entire movie was that learning process yeah. you know because the whole thing the whole monologue at the end where he's like in the water with the people and, and he's talking about the guy like uh, you know i'm, I'm vengeance he's like oh shit well if you're vengeance what the fuck am i 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so so I think that that was the whole learning process of of the facade, like what it means to be the Batman. Um, is that movie? Um, and so I think it's the next movie. I expect him to be a little more uh, adjusted. <laughs> right? yeah. but that's, again, to the expectations point, that is what I expect. Now, if our next movie comes out and he's the same unadjusted emo nerd, I'm gonna be like, what? <laughs> right. Because you're right, like he, he learned so much about himself in that movie. Because we have to remember, mm-hmm. this is Batman Year Two, and, and you know, for you comic book nerds, that means that this takes place around the same time chronologically as the Long Halloween. The, the Long mm-hmm. Halloween story is technically around Batman in like his second or third year being the yeah. Dark Knight, and so he's still learning a lot there. Uh, but I, I'm with you on that. Like I, I didn't mind at all not seeing that facade in the Batman, but for the sequel, I think that maybe he needs to progress a little bit. I'm not saying relinquish some of that anger because that anger makes him Batman, but he does need to learn how to (laughs) shape it a little bit more uh, just to put on that facade to, to really wear that mask because he doesn't have that Bruce Wayne mask yet, you know? No, right now he, he, well, yeah, and, yeah. and maybe to the point he's never he doesn't have to have it currently because yeah. he's not really public. He, he ain't out there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, really out not, not yet, yeah. not yet, not yet. But I know that people are are all about the uh, I, and it's hard for me, man, because going into the conversations about Batman, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I hold him in high regard as a character, but you, it's all it's hard to have conversations with like normal, quote unquote normal people mm-hmm. <laughs> because. To them, the Christian Bale Batman is the be, be all end all of Batman stories. Well, I think he's, he I cool think he's great. I think those movies are great. <laughs> yeah, because he, yeah. he had a cool tank and he's legend with the Joker, and and it's like yes, but there's nuance that you're missing <laughs> that <laughs> makes that could make this movie better for you. If you know the nuance, but then I realized that uh, to your point earlier, mm-hmm. most people don't give a fuck about the nuance. Right. <laughs> most normal folks, audience members, don't care about the full nuance of this comic book character. They're like, I'm here to see a movie. Yeah. Christian Bale seems like a, a, a great guy to me. So, right. <laughs> you know, and that's it. Whereas when you think about like the whole relationship between Talia Al Ghul and Batman that it happened, took place in the Christian Bale movie. Mm-hmm. And we know, right. us comic book homies know the the very in-depth story that's there right. that they did not touch at all. And then she had them, she betrayed him. We're like, well, hold up. Yeah, it was, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There were a bunch of thinly veiled, quote unquote, secrets that just didn't work in in the third movie in The Dark Knight Rises. Like, like we all knew it from a mile away. That's Talia Agul, whatever fake name she's giving you. That's and we also kind of predicted Joseph Gordon-Levitt's going to be some kind of Robin, didn't he? You know, (laughs) period, period. And also not to be not to get too much time on my activism bag. I could, but I'm going to do it today. I, I feel like the Mexican community was a little robbed. I'm not gonna lie, because oh, yeah. they, because Bane, they oh, Mexican you're community, right. you're right. Yeah, Mexican, yeah. They, they, there are so few um, high high threat banger villains and heroes that are right. Hispanic. Bane is damn near like top two. Like yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and they made him. I don't know what country he's supposed to even be from, bro. But it wasn't. Anywhere in South America, <laughs> you know, you know like, what I'm saying? I, 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 I really like The Dark Knight Rises, and I know a lot of people don't, but even I can admit the movie has several flaws, which is another thing yeah. I've, I've learned to do over the years is is to separate something that I I can look at something and say I like this, but I also acknowledge its problems. 
Whereas yeah. a lot of people, if they like something, they have a hard time. It has no problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Um, but, you know, Rises has a lot of flaws in it, you know. I mean, and, and there's a lot of even plot holes in it, which for me is the most disappointing part because if one thing, if Nolan is good at one thing, it is telling a suspenseful story with a satisfying mm. conclusion. And for some yeah. reason, Rises, it didn't hit that mark. Didn't get- uh, mm-hmm. I'm like so. So where is the Lazarus Pit here? The Lazarus Pit doubled as the prison where Bane grows up at, and I'm like, I'm not even mad at that, really. You know, like you, you, you sure. throw you throw people it's in this prison, this unescapable yeah. prison. But where is it? It's a giant pit, if it's, you will. Yeah, but, but where where the <laughs> fuck is it? Uh, where is li- yeah? A fuck to that. B where's the juices? Where is the actual liquids? Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- <laughs> there, there are. Yeah, there is no no Bane formula or anything like that. Uh, yeah. How did you get? I mean, okay, I know how you got out. How did you get back to Gotham? How long yeah. did it take you to get back there? Did you walk from whatever country, insert country that you were in? Right. <laughs> and then there's you the biggest, know. there's the biggest Batman s question: How did you escape the nuke at the end? Uh, and and there's a lot of theories he didn't escape the nuke, and um, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that. No, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna he, he survived. He's Batman. He's fine. Yeah. But, <laughs> but but to your point though, uh, you're right. Um, I, I I really enjoy Tom Hardy, and I like Tom Hardy's performance in that movie. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Uh, it, it you know what it should have been the the right call to. Cast Bane as a, a Latin American or a, a Latin person. Yeah, Homeboy literally has like a couple things going for him. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? He's a he swole ass luchador. <laughs> he's a swole ass luchador, and and I think that like if the part of the whole backbreaking thing mm. is because it's a wrestling move. Oh yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just break Batman's back because he, he could just do it. Like I mean, lots of people are super proud, super right. strong, and can just break him. He did that because it is a wrestling move, right. and he is a wrestler. <laughs> 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 you know, which to be fair, his my his his my my childhood thought growing up, I was like, well, you know, Batman probably didn't. Tr- I mean, he trained in all martial arts, mm-hmm. but wrestling isn't necessarily a martial art. Yeah, I mean, it is one, but it's not. Yeah. Necess- well, it's like wrestling. <laughs> Coming from coming from me, this would be interesting. But wrestling is a, yeah, yeah, wrestling is an art form. I would not call it a martial art, though. Right, you wouldn't yeah. normally kill someone by wrestling them. Yeah, yeah. Like if somebody tried to <laughs> attack art, me, you know? yeah, if someone tried to attack me, I wouldn't try to lock up with them. You know, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to do a collar elbow tie up. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to go for the headlock. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go for the arm ringer and then the hip toss. You know, I'm <laughs> right. So the whole thing of Batman being beat by Bane is probably because, like, my thought was always as a kid, like, well, he probably didn't train with any like mm. wrestlers. He, you can reach out. Go and get on the ground with you. He wasn't about to. <laughs> he wasn't about to put you in the. But in the philosophy, that's not going to happen, right? <laughs> uh, could you imagine? <laughs> the figure for a that like hurts like a motherfucker. By the way, for those of you who don't you know. know, it hurts. Uh, but uh, oh. you know, uh, I, I've always liked the premise also of like uh, of, of the whole idea of Bane and and how he works because. You know, going back to wrestling, like there's this ideology in wrestling, right, of of good booking, which is basically mm-hmm. good storytelling. Okay, yeah, and, and and like 
the perfect kind of storytelling is when both the baby face, who's the good guy, and the heel, who's the bad guy, where both of them Ooh. look good, even though one of them has to lose. And the original yeah. Bane and Batman story is that Bane puts Batman unknowingly through this gauntlet where Batman is fighting through basically waves of henchmen yeah. and Batman is exhausted. And then Bane jumps down and Bane has the venom and Bane is all mm-hmm. hooked up. And this is like Bane's first appearance really. And, and so yeah. when he gets a hold of Batman, Batman doesn't look weak for losing to Bane because he just went through all that bullshit. And now he's fighting this super roided up <laughs> luchador but Bane looks like a million bucks because this newcomer just broke the back's back. You know? Yeah, period. Yeah. It wasn't, and it didn't happen in some dusty underground dungeon either. Like it happened, that shit happened in like <laughs> the main square. Like people were <laughs> in, in the movie, Bane broke back his back, like in, the, in like the sub basement of like yeah. the broken up uh, back cave. But but in the comic book, that did not happen. It was not that secret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Though? I uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. That is one of my favorite scenes from that movie. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's an amazing scene, and and even like the uh, the audio of it. There's no music playing for this big action scene. There's mm-hmm. no music. All you hear yeah. is like fist on there flesh. Water? There's water dripping. Yeah, yeah. and you hear mm-hmm. grunts, mostly from Batman, and you know the the <laughs> hopelessness of his situation. <laughs> Yeah, getting to that class. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Is, yeah. Imagine yeah. doing like your, your 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 special finishing move and then not budging the enemy HP bar at all. Like that's <laughs> yeah, the ultimate move. Right. And the egg boss is just yeah. done there. <laughs> that's how it was. Batman was like Batman was like, okay. I can't I can't run the fair one with Bane. I can't do the one v one with this nigga. So I'm a I'm a go into the I'm a go into the shadows. This this is my move. I'm a fade away into the darkness. Motherfucker would never see me coming. And that's when we oh I was born in the darkness. You think the darkness is your ally? I was born in the darkness. Molded the body. By the time I saw it, I was already a man. But there was in there blinding. And he reaches out, pulls Batman from the fucking shadows. And Batman was like, hold up. Uh, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> wait a minute. It's too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. Straight uh, up, bro. That's true. That's, that's a fantastic scene, man. And yeah. it, but the expectation thing, I think back to the, uh, the managing of one's um, expected outcomes mm-hmm. is we as comic book people have to go into these movies, are, are forced almost to go into these movies dropping our expectations from the at the door <laughs> we're like we have right. to we we because because of casting because of rights because of studios because of whatever licensing whatever the problem is that mm-hmm. happens in the background we know there is going to be a certain amount of bullshit that's about to take place in front of me and i'm going to have to just let that shit ride like yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> and I think that we generally have a threshold usually for, for there, movies. There is a threshold. Like we can let <laughs> only so much go before we're like, all right, enough is enough. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that in the movies, when movies are below the threshold, we thought like, Oh, well, this is kind of like Logan, for example. Yeah. Went to Logan with, I didn't really know what to expect because again, it, yeah. Logan, the only, the only trailers were like were just action scenes, <laughs> and so we really didn't know what to what was gonna. We knew it was gonna be old man Logan. Excuse me. After we also knew they didn't have the rights to use like the Hulk or, or, or Maestro, so we knew okay. that we weren't so we were gonna like, see that. It's just like it's gonna be something yeah. else. Uh, 
what is it? Who knows? We went into it not, but what they ended up giving us for that story, for that, uh, yeah, for that movie was fantastic for what they could work with. It was, you know, it was was beautiful. I mean, that's yeah, because you didn't expect describe it. We knew that Laura was probably that the girl in the trailers were probably was probably Laura. Yeah, but we didn't, but we didn't really. I think expect the story to revolve around her that much. I mean, I, I didn't, I, I, I speak for myself. I didn't expect going yeah. into it that it would, that the story would be about Wolverine protecting this mm-hmm. girl. Only because I know from the comic book that like Laura don't really need no fucking protections. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if we're keeping the whole fact, she don't need Logan to protect her. But, but from what it was, you get to see this older, almost like, like gentler, or even more matronly mm-hmm. um, side of Logan that you don't, really ever get to see and him like living through his regrets because he never really needed to regret anything because he's going to live past everybody else. So right. <laughs> he's like, you know, regrets when you hear about him, but you don't really see him, see him really like going through his life being like, damn, I'm about to die. Like this could be it for me. Yeah. And what has my life been? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get to see that in Logan, um, which is, which is a fantastic, uh, just, just moment for a character as, as established as uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Um, has been so yeah, I think it's fantastic bro same I thought it was a a, a beautiful send off a wonderful movie and again that was directed by James Mangold and um, oh really I didn't know that yeah yeah that was directed by James Mangold uh, and, and the reason why the movie worked so well he also did the uh, I think it was the 2006 remake of uh, 310 to Yuma which is a, a, another oh. western movie it's a remake of a classic western movie and uh, he remade it with uh, Christian Bale was in it, and I think Russell Crowe. Uh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic Western movie, and and what Logan is is a neo Western movie. Uh, That's true. And, yeah, and and it, it works wonderfully for it. I know you got to go, Tim, but there's just a couple more things I want to talk yeah. to you about. Yeah, I got, time. I got time, brother. Okay, good, I got time. I got time. Good. Good. <laughs> so. One thing I want to talk to you about was like another pet peeve of mine that I see a lot of, and I don't mean this term discouragingly, but I, I mm. do see a lot of casuals throwing this around here, and that is casuals, what, yeah, casuals. fucking casuals, goddamn, goddamn normies. <laughs> yeah, damn normies. <laughs> can't live with them. Can't, can't, can't live, live without them. them. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. Goddamn. Normies. Uh, All right, what's up? They 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 like to throw around the term superhero genre a lot. Oh and, my god! <laughs> for me, superhero genre. Okay, that that is a blanket statement that could literally mean anything, because, yeah. like, on my shelf right here, I have plenty of comic books behind me, mm-hmm. and and guess what? Some of these are action adventure. Some of these are sci fi. Yeah. Some of these are horror. Some of these are yep. westerns. Some of these are mm-hmm. detective stories. Some of these are thrillers. So what the fuck do you mean when you say that a movie wasn't a superhero movie? Does it have a superhero in it? Then guess what it is. If it focuses on that superhero, it's a superhero movie. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. So is your pet peeve then that the people who say it don't dif- differentiate between horror um, is, that, is that kind of like a pet peeve? Like they don't, well, they don't differentiate between the genres, or that they <laughs> don't acknowledge it at all as superhero movies. <laughs> well, my my pet peeve is that they'll watch a movie like Logan or The Batman, mm-hmm. 
and, and they'll say, well, that wasn't really a superhero movie. And what they Uh-oh. what they mean is that movie didn't have action, comedy, things go boom, CG. That's what they really yeah. mean. Okay. I'm with you 100% on that then, yeah. Because, <laughs> because, because for, I mean, I don't know how to put this. I think Joker. Yeah, Joker. The movie Another Joker. One. Yeah. <laughs> the movie Joker, if you put any other name on that movie. I've said that a thousand times, yeah. Right? Yeah. Then it is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It is okay, it is anyway. But if but it would be it, it would yeah. change, deserve all the awards it didn't get. Change the name <laughs> on it. Call it. Call it the 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 frowning clown. Call it the the it, it, tears of yeah, a clown. Call it fucking yeah. Whatever you call it, bro. Yeah. Whatever tears of a clown. Yeah. Whatever you want to call yeah. it. Call it that. It deserves Oscars. Yeah. Ch- change it from Calling change it, it from Gotham to Chicago. The problem with Joker, to your point, is that it was <laughs> supposed toted as mm-hmm. named as a super villain yep. movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. But none of the shit that happened in that movie, <laughs> right, was remotely super villainous, <laughs> except for the very last thing at the very end where you shot Homeboy in the face, was, which yeah. again. I wouldn't say that's super villainous because anybody with a gun could shoot somebody in the face. Right. Like, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> he gave a little speech and shot a guy in the face. That yes. is not that's super villainous. Then I guess Scarface and any Tarantino movie, all the niggas are superheroes too. Then, but, oh yeah, all of them are super villains. That's right. <laughs> super villains, I guess. I yeah. suppose so. Because, but that's the thing I'm saying. Like when people when people say that the movie isn't, when people try to try to like spin that movie into how great it was because mm-hmm. because it was. Um, artsy and it wasn't really a super villain movie and I was like the problem with your statement though is that it's named Joker and therefore it was meant yeah. to be a super villain movie right. and that's why I took it down some pegs because it wasn't Joker so, <laughs> like, it was a lot of things Yeah, art style was great cinematography was great music was fine <laughs> like the plot this was is, fine but it wasn't the Joker <laughs> this is one of those things that that's a, it is a it's a scathing hot take but I agree. Yeah, I, with, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. And and man, let me tell you, I got flame broiled after Kevin and I reviewed the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because people people didn't want to hear that. They just wanted to hear us gush about how phenomenal the movie was. And I'm like, yeah, it, it would have been a great Patreon episode if it, but <laughs> if it was called something else. I'd said literally that. You know, it would have been great had it been called something oh, else. Shit. But you know, oh. uh, other but here's the question. Here's the question. Yeah. People that flame the flame me when I asked mm-hmm. about this, I said, uh, "Would you have gone to see that movie with that trailer that you saw if the name wasn't Joker? You Would you have showed up to a Joaquin Phoenix movie about this some dude with mental problems, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That had two split seconds of a dude named Bruce Wayne in it <laughs> as a child? <laughs> if if it was not named Joker." Mm-hmm. And the answer is always no. They went to go see it because it was named Joker. Therefore, you went to go see a supervillain movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just turned out to be some other shit that wasn't that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And this goes back to a discussion we had earlier about how the superhero movies, they are tailored for the 70%. They are tailored for the casual audience. They are mm-hmm. not made yeah. for you and me, which is is poetic irony at its finest. That the thing that that we love, when it's adapted in another format, it is no longer for us. 
if, if, if we <laughs> like it, then that's great. But if we yeah. don't, oh well, you know. Yeah, it uh, it yeah, man. You hit a nail on the head on that one. <laughs> truly, I, there's nothing like that. It's 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 truly one of those things. Like, and I'm a, I'm I'm about to hit somebody with an absolutely fucking. <laughs> Flaming hot take, and they're about to about to roast me. I know your fans, but you know, the homie's about to roast me. But it's like Eminem's music. That shit, the early Eminem music was mm-hmm. not for rap. Is all is black people shit, right? Right. Eminem's rap mm-hmm. when we switched got started about killing your, your mom and your girlfriend. Well, and, you can't and really relate to that. You know, I, shit that wasn't. The, the line, my bum is on your lips, my bum is on your lips. Right, right. <laughs> and if you like it, maybe a little kid. It's some shit that we would never say. The shit was not for us. Right. But, but it was fire. The, it should rhyme. He had a rhyme scheme we never heard before. Yeah. We liked it. Yeah. We, flew, we went with it. Right. He was one of the biggest rappers of all time now. Right. Well, undoubtedly. But it, it wasn't for us. Yeah. <laughs> Similarly, with the, with the comic book thing, like you're saying, when translated into different media, this no longer is really for the people who got this jumping. Like the people who want comic book movies, right. who yearn for this stuff to be made into like live action, big screen stuff. When it is, it's not really for us anymore. Right. <laughs> you and, know? And it's 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 a sad thing because like these movies cost millions of dollars to make, and you want to make them so that the most people come out and see them. And if that means making a movie for you know the the grandmother and her six grandkids mm. instead of the the nerd who has his comic book. You're gonna go try to get the grandma and her six kids every time. You know, oh, every time. yeah, that's that's six seats and that's six butts and seats. Exactly. Versus the one that might go and tell his friends who would be like, right. okay, glad you're Batman. <laughs> And, and you know, uh, I had uh, uh, one of my other homies on Caleb uh, a few weeks ago, and and he said, but he said something like, "But the sad truth of it is, like the the lonely nerd, he's going to come anyway." And it's mm. true. Like, you know, you and I will go see these movies anyway, even if they're not made for us, just to see what they do. And so, regardless, yeah. they they get our money, like they hear our disdain, you know. Oh yeah. But or don't or don't yeah <laughs> or don't hear it whatever. I mean, point point in case I watched Love and Thunder, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, we, I, we need to talk about that. You know what? I, I was dragged the fucking and took my ass to go see Love and Thunder, yeah. and I'm just it's it's it, 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 the me living embodiment of your of your point, <laughs> which is we can see Ragnarok and be like, this shit is not it. And then they'll make love. They'll be like, "Hmm, okay, well, people <laughs> turned out for Love and Thunder. I mean, for, for Ragnarok. Let's make this movie, right? Which will be further from the original from yeah, the OG point, even further. <laughs> you know what's interesting about Love and Thunder? And I promise, I have I have nothing else to say about Love and Thunder than, other than uh, yeah, we'll it'll be whole, yeah, we'll be here two more hours. Like, right. be late for work. <laughs> but but uh, with, with Love and Thunder. They, like you just said, they doubled down on what they thought or assumed made Ragnarok this huge global success. Everybody, except for again, us, us minority, yep. other, other than us, everyone else seemed to just love Ragnarok. And so they doubled down on what made it, I guess, so quote unquote good. They yeah. doubled down on the humor and the banana peel slipping Thor and, you know, all, all, yeah, all the things. Yeah. 
and and guess what? This time around, the casuals did not like it. So what happens? A few weeks after the movie comes out, we see Chris Hemsworth. A shout out to him, and I hope he's, yeah. hope he's doing well. He's having some health issues. Hope he's. Yeah, doing I heard well. he was having some some yeah. mental or like some worries, stresses about dementia well, or about something. Dementia. But yeah. shout out to him, bro. Shout out to yeah. him. It's scary. It's scary shit. It's some super scary shit. But he, at, you know, he came out and he says, yeah, I, I really don't plan on making any more movies with these mad scientist directors. That's almost an exact quote. And he was referring to Taika Waititi. Oh, and, period. Yeah. But, I, mean, I, I enjoy Taika movies, but yeah, that, that it, wasn't it. It wasn't it, right? It, it wasn't it. And that my, wasn't my it. thing is this, though. I'm like, I'm glad that Chris Hemsworth said that, but I wonder if he would have said that if the casual said they loved it. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Mm, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, because, because homeboy, because homeboy, yeah, if, 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 if everything had went off well mm. and he had, it had been a smash super success. Yeah. I don't know if he has the Henry Cavill in him. Right. To say, to say, I don't give a fuck about, about none of that shit. I don't, I'm not doing this. That's a great use of Henry Cavill, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just because because he so far is the only one I can think only mm-hmm. uh, you know actor that caliber um, who is willing to not just willing but stands on. Like I am not doing this shit with people who don't care about the Like I'm right. just not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> like you know. Like- Man, shout out to you, man, because I guarantee you 99 other actors would be like, oh, just trust us, guys. We're going to come around and this is going to be the greatest season of television ever. Henry's like, fuck y'all. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's, you know, I think that that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the beauty of getting not just directors that know social material or are or, or, um, avid fans, but when actors yes. themselves yeah. are like us, like mm-hmm. when they when they are comic book readers and video game enjoyers and right. material you know, investors, you know, I think that they, in Cavill's case, um, even the story about him almost being late for Superman, um, yeah. Superman yeah. interview or Superman uh, audition because he was playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, like, he's playing wild. He's <laughs> a massive built dude who right. likes the source materials of nerdy shit. Like, <laughs> like that is... And so when you have an actor like that um, who's willing to be like, yeah, I mean, I, I like Geralt, mm-hmm. but this this whole situation is wrong because not, the books is wrong. I mean, it's, wrong, it's not in the books. It's not this way in the games, right. you know. Uh, and standing on that, I think, is, is what we don't see a whole lot, like, very often. Yeah. And I wish we would because, honestly, imagine how good things would be. I mean, there are a few... There are a few <laughs> select IPs I think that are better off without that like Star Star Wars mm-hmm. if every actor in Star Wars was a hardcore Star Wars fan yeah, well, that shit would be like 17 years long and I wouldn't have time to watch it like because <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars fans go hard them niggas be in the comments not, going like <laughs> man and, but not to go off on Star Wars but they need to do something because uh, no yeah I yeah you know like because what they're doing right now isn't working but here's my point, though. Yeah, is because I think a lot of what Star Wars is doing currently is just a recycling of what they've already done. Like mm-hmm. the last sequel trilogy was, if you you could almost one to one compare them to the original trilogy. But like it's it's to, to bring this around full circle. You're right, mm-hmm. but they it, those movies had no heart. Yeah. Well, and to the to the point, I think the problem with that is that the original trilogy wasn't even meant to be 
a trilogy. George Lucas had said it before yeah. where he made the first movie right. and right. that was going to be it. And then people were like, this is pretty great. Make more. He was like, wow, okay. Oh, and so shit. he made two other movies that just like, he had to connect to the first one some kind of way, which is why right. you got Death Star number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and so you kind of, if you're, you're, they're remaking and they're rehashing something that wasn't even meant to be a trilogy in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you'd have to either inject some heart into it somewhere that the original didn't have <laughs> or, well, no, I, new, I, and I think that the, the originals. You know, I think the originals had plenty of heart, uh, and, and most true. most of the heart bled through the characters. We had, we yeah. had like plenty of of strong protagonists. When, when I say strong, I mean they felt like people. They were actually mm. fleshed out characters with mm-hmm. character traits and flaws and personalities. The new characters that we got, I hate all of them. <laughs> I think they're okay. all fucking awful in that sequel trilogy. To that point, here's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Times change, right? Mm-hmm. The, the issue is we're trying to make, I guess my point was this, you're yeah. trying to make a story with the writing and character development of the 70s mm-hmm. fit this character and writing development of the 2000s. And that's just not going to work. Like there, in no instance have I been able to see a movie. I'll use, I'll use a, like Dracula, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to try to take Bram Stoker's OG Dracula movie <laughs> with Nosferatu and make that shit <laughs> and make that with today's young, like twenty-year-old actors, it would feel wrong. Right. It would be it would come out terrible <laughs> because it's not. You have to make a Van Helsing. You have to make a, what we do in the shadows because it's not. You can't do. That the same way today. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's but, not gonna. It's, you know. But you, you also you can't imitate heart or passion, and you can't. Mm, and and true. if you don't have the, the opposite of of having a character is having a caricature, and that's the worst. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Ooh. and, and mm. that's how. And I mean, I know a lot of people get triggered by this term, and I hate to do it, but like that's why that's how you get characters like that's how you get characters like Ray Stall, uh, Ray, Ray, Ray Palpatine. Ray Stallworth. I was I was gonna say Ray, uh, Ray Skywalker. Uh, I was like, uh, that ain't right either. That's you get, get characters like Ray, and and Ray is a Mary Sue. I mean, she can do yeah. it all. She's got. I mean, she's perfect. Why? Mm. And and I guess in my mind I'm like you guys don't understand the harm that does for the little girls who want to look up to Ray. Now they got to be fucking perfect and born with superpowers well, in order to be special. That's the problem. That's, all, that's what we're talking about. That's kind of the issues I was talking about yeah. before. Is that Ray is a copy of Luke, except look, for look at, except, look at how Luke failed. Luke failed yeah. plenty of times. Luke wasn't going to ever get any more explanation mm-hmm. than that first movie. Right, right, right. So, so Luke came into the story. Uh, uh, Gary, uh, Gary Stu um, had powers from his dad. You know, at that point, unnamed father. <laughs> this old dude fought within the war. Right, had a cool lightsaber, had a cool laser right. sword. That was his the whole. You know, he's like, oh, I have these, I have these powers. I can learn how to move shit with my mind. Right, very Gary Stu shit. But that was going to be it. That was going to be like a one-off well, thing. Well, here's the Luke thing. got. Luke then got real quick. Luke yeah, then got yeah. like through a course of six more movies, 
a long list of backstory. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So we they went through in grueling detail how Luke got <laughs> the powers. Of God. It wasn't just some shit where like he woke up one day and was like, "Well, my dad was an old army army vet when the fucking war was closed." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. His dad was like the man right. <laughs> in, in the galaxy, right? And so, but 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 Ray didn't get that. All she got was. <laughs> was one day she was on the planet. She got power somehow. She could do shit with him somehow. Uh, and as it turns out, the, the power she got came from a grandfather who happens to be the nigga that, the nigga that Luke's dad shoulda, we thought, killed yeah, yeah. a century ago. <laughs> Damn near. Like yeah, a century, but a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? So I think the problem is that unless you're going to give Ray six movies of backstory, to explain how the fuck that happened, because Palpatine has a hey, hey, first off, Palpatine has kids, huh? Who? <laughs> what woman? Well, what woman saw Palpatine's crusty ass, grunged up ass, lightning ass face, and was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna lay down with this." I, I've only bothered. I've only bothered to watch Rise of Skywalker one time, so I, I don't even know <laughs> if that's the case. Uh, if Palpatine, reproduced. oh maybe not. Yeah, uh, but you know, she, well, he, he both of because his daughter who had a who had a child, so I. Yeah, shit, fuck. I, I... Ray's his granddaughter, so he must have had a kid with somebody. Uh... But the question is, unless you're gonna give, unless you're gonna give Ray again the same treatment where you give her six movies and side movies and side shows to explain how this happened, she, I, I she's think, just to get she's Mary Sue. I, I think my my pushback on that would be, mm. it, it's not that Luke, it's not that like he went from zero character development. And then, uh, like, the, he did gradually build up more and oh, more yeah, like, backstory. He, he trained yeah. with, with right. Jedi Masters, the two left. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing about Luke is that, like, even in that first movie, we see Luke fuck up. We see him progress. Mm. We see him get better all in that first movie. Okay, so we That's see true. that character growth just in that one movie, just in, like, the OG Star Wars. and That's true. And... Luke, he's not fixing the ship. That would be if the if Millennium Falcon needed fixing, that'd probably be Chewie or maybe Han. Oh, uh, I'm Luke, for sure. Yeah, Luke, Luke's Chewie. not. Yeah, Luke's not piloting the ship. That would definitely be Han. Luke's not trying to be the the diplomat. That would be Leia. In the sequel trilogy, Ray does all of that. Like she, mm. she is everything in just that in just that first movie. And it only yeah. gets worse as it goes on. She okay. Imagine this. Imagine if Luke fought Vader, right? And in, in the very first Star Wars, if 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 he fought Vader in that very first Star Wars movie, and they fought to an even standstill, mm. that shit would okay. not sit right. And that and uh, and uh, in the Last Jedi, that's exactly what Rey does. She fights the big bad villain to a standstill, and I'm like. Why should I be invested in a villain who, like, th- there's nothing there for her to overcome? She's already there, you know. And where there is yeah. no where there is no hero's journey, I have no interest. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, bro. I, I'm, I guess, but I guess, and this this isn't pushback at all. Yeah. I'm just adding on to your point. Is mm-hmm. is that if Luke had yeah of worked been the one to work on the ship too. And then they then later on show that Anakin was working on pod racers. Anakin was working on C-3PO. He built shit from the ground up. And Luke was also working with the same shit in his 
in his workshop at his, at his house. Right. We'd be like, okay, it's literally in his DNA. Cause like his dad worked on shit. He worked on shit. It's not that far away from like what his father would do. Yeah. It makes sense. Ray was a scavenger. She took shit apart further. She put them together. She yeah. took shit apart. <laughs> How she knew how to, I mean, I guess you could reverse engineer something if you knew how to do it, but she had never seen the Millennium Falcon before, right. and therefore, we have no idea how to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like changing the tire. This is something simple, like all yeah. speed of tire change or something like that, but I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, after after uh, that movie came out, uh, uh, what was that, for, uh, that first one called? Not The Last Jedi, not Rise uh, of Skywalker. Um, Force Awakens. After. <sighs> Yeah, Force Awakens, yeah, yeah. After Force Awakens came out, Kevin and I came up with the saying, uh, "May the plot be with you," because that, <laughs> because that is how that is now how the Force operates. It just whatever whatever the plot needs yeah. to do. Uh, I think that generally what, what could have worked with that movie is if they made it like if they made an actual one to one where the first movie, like the Force Awakens, was a beginning to end movie. Yeah. Like the original, the right. first movie of Star Wars was. Yeah. At beginning to end, Luke was found. They boofed Death Star. Beginning to end, it yeah. happened. And then after that, they added on some other shit. Like, okay, well, here's the continuing story of mm-hmm. after the original hero journey. Could have been fine. They decided to make Ray a Mary Sue because she needed to do all of the shit. Yeah, <laughs> the know, entire I, series. Yeah. You say something that I think is is kind of going to tie perfectly into like the next thing I want to talk to you about. And that is, uh, well, yeah. you know, John Boyega, uh, I think mm. he's not even come out and said that yet yeah, plans were changed. Like for yep. his character in the movie, like we watch, you watch the trailers for the force awakens. And one reason I got excited was I'm not going to lie. It'd be pretty damn cool to see another black Jedi, you know, period. And, uh, but uh, as as much as Hollywood wants to try to pretend to cater to black people, uh, they couldn't mm. resi- they couldn't resist the urge of that white woman. And, <laughs> and, because when we come to pandering, goes two directions. It goes women and black people, but several queer people, right, white people, like right. it, you know, they're stretched thin. Yeah, the, the, yeah, uh, yeah. But, in terms of pandering, like they they are really stretched thin here. <laughs> Plain, uh, <laughs> couldn't just make it a queer black woman. Like, that would be that would just be a travesty. Yeah, it would cover all the things at once, but it'd be a travesty. Right. So let's make it. <laughs> um, but you know. what I wanted to talk to you about was uh, from from one uh, black nerd to another. Um, mm-hmm. What? How did you feel about uh, Marvel's uh, decision? Concerning uh, the Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther situation, uh, how did you feel about uh, how they progressed? How did you feel about uh, Wakanda Forever? Just the movie, <laughs> just <laughs> the movie, into the, all things surrounding the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so first off, I should start by saying that I think we all, if we read the comics, we all know that Shuri has been Black Panther. Yeah. For a hot ass minute now, she's not. It's not. That's not new. Right. So the so it seemed like an easy alley oop for them to then make sh- the next Black Panther just a Shuri Black Panther movie because she is Black Panther in the comics or has been for a long ass time. Now, I think <laughs> I think that my issue with that whole situation is that the whole movie didn't need to be. Sad. Now, 
<laughs> it's my problem with Marvel, bro, is that they go two directions. It's either goofy as shit or sad as shit. And the whole movie did not need to be, it would have felt like one long ass funeral. Like it felt like three hours of all the characters. It, it, it'd be different if like some of the characters were like, oh shit, that's, that's really fucked up. We need to focus on you know, the, all of the characters were fucked up the entire time <laughs> like about, about his death. Now I do understand that it was in the, in the world. It was very recent that it happened. Right. Um, but even the nigga who up to then had not given a single fuck about there was, was his name um, Duke. What's his name? Oh, yeah, character Duke Winston, the Winston character. Yeah. Uh, Mbaku. Yeah. Mbaku didn't give a singular fuck about about um, T'Challa in his <laughs> entire career as Black Panther. Like not except for the challenging for the for the throne. And now suddenly it's like, listen, your mom <laughs> wanted me to come and talk to you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like I'm, your mom said to be sad about this shit. So, <laughs> which had he said that? Had he said that outright, I'd be like, "Oh, this is great!" Like, because then if you true the character, he's like, "Yeah, mom said I have to be sad about the death of of uh, Tala." So, what are you gonna do? But he's now suddenly being like her advisor. I was like, "What is who?" First off, starting from this point, um, man, a terrible name, but that's the name of the character. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm glad they they chose to not use that name. I, I'm not mad at them just calling him Umbaku. Yeah. No, totally cool. Yeah. Good yeah. with that. But he's a whole anti-villain. He is. <laughs> well, they they skip. They breeze right over that whole thing. <laughs> they, just, they just they just said anti what? Nah, how about anti that role in this movie? Like, huh? <laughs> like we're gonna, he like that's like asking Venom to be sad <laughs> at Peter Parker's funeral like that. All right. It, Sure, he would feel something, but, it, but why would the symbiote be like, oh, no, yeah, like <laughs> Peter Parker's dead. The, the only reason that, that Eddie Brock would, would bother to console Mary Jane is because he's trying to get in her. He's trying to fuck her. That would be the only reason why Eddie Brock would be like, I know you're sad, Mary Jane, and this is a terrible travesty. Come over to my house. We'll talk about right. it for a long time. Like, you know <laughs> why would why would he give a shit? And so here we are at the funeral. I mean, again, I guess that's my whole thing is that the whole movie, even even Namor, mm-hmm. who like they softened Namor. And I'm not listen. I understand that you have to make this anti-villain because that's what anti-hero because that's what Namor is too. You have to make him uh, um, digestible to the audience, right? Right. Because if Namor came out here like he does in the comics. Oh, they'd have been they'd have been fucked. Yeah. Well, Wakanda would have been would have been turbo fucked. Wakanda, <laughs> not just Wakanda. <laughs> and, and you gave the and you gave the fucking vibranium. Oh Nemo shit! Nemo would have landed on America the first time he found that bullshit in the ocean, digging up his shit, and right. he'd be like, "Oh, he, he would have took it to Wakanda, been like, Wakanda, help me fight the help me." That's not what he'd have said ever. <laughs> <laughs> that man never meaning me. the words. Nah, what is that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Namor is in the Illuminati who told them fools, absolutely not. I'm not helping none of y'all niggas do none of this shit. They were like, hey, mm-hmm. help us, help us, you know, unite everybody. He was like, no. No, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> you know, I will say this, like, uh, in, in terms of the comic books, I do like the fact that when they first formed the Illuminati, they wanted T'Challa in it. And T'Challa was like, y'all white boys are crazy. Yes, yeah, this, this shit is not gonna work. Your secret society will not work. 
And, I mean, and the irony, the irony, though. Uh, well, I know, I'm not, getting that. The, the irony of Your secret society? Yeah, yeah. Secret society won't work. Right. Your secret society. Like, what you? <laughs> yeah, right. You're not a secret man. What are you talking about? But I guess he's never plotting events that could change the world. Yeah. No, he's only doing shit. But, but I, I, I love, like, I, I, I love, like, just the. For lack of better terms, like the the, the niggerdom of T'Challa, the niggerdom, yeah, because he was like, you know, because he was like, this ain't none of my business, but y'all shouldn't be doing none of this shit here. And, he and my, like, my black business, yeah, I'm about to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to leave. All right, and just keep my nation out of that shit right. and do whatever you want to do. Like I don't know, and but yeah, no, it gets to my to wrap it up. It truly just felt like three hours of. How sad can we be about Chadwick Boseman's death? Um, even even to the point where game like it were Namor being being softened up was also sad. <laughs> he was also like, my people, like I gotta like listen. We've been through hard shit, and like they're gonna we're in danger. Like that's not Namor's personality at all. Yeah. Homeboy would have been like Imperius Rex, and we're taking down the capital. Like it'd have been, <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been that. But. Um, from the beginning to the end, yeah, even at the end of the movie where the, tra- where the credits are rolling and it's she's sad because she met her nephew, spoilers, whatever, it's not really spoilers, it's not, that's not important at all, <laughs> but uh, credits are rolling, she's met her nephew, Lupita named her kid Tatala 2 or some shit, and uh, she, she's crying by the fire, and I was just like, man, how sad are we supposed to be? Like, like I, this is, I don't know, that's just how I felt about it in my, in my initial watch. I don't know that I liked that it was the focus. To answer your question, I don't really feel like it was the, that it was the focus of the entire movie. <laughs> that like everything had to revolve around his death. It seemed a little, I'm a macabre almost, but like, but also just a little like yeah. unnecessary, you know? <laughs> There's several things in the movie and about the movie that I just have a disdain for. Oh, damn. Tell me, say more. <laughs> more things. <laughs> yeah. So, um, First and foremost, uh, you are you were dead on about your, uh, your your statements about Shuri. In the comic books, she does become Black Panther. Yeah, T'Challa is still there as another he's, Black Panther. Yes, valid. Still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Uh, but I also have to say this, and that is, um, even Chadwick's Boseman brother has said. Chadwick wouldn't want the role to die with him. Mm. And I think that I don't I don't I'm not going to say that this is intentional. I'm not going to say that Marvel is this cruel, but I hate, I loathe the idea of of combining Chadwick with the character T'Challa. In terms of mm. when when you and I, and I posed this question to the homies when Kevin and I did the review for Wakanda Forever, but when you're consoling, you know, or when you're feeling sad in the movie, really think about this: who are you feeling sad for? Are you feeling sad for the character T'Challa or Chadwick Boseman? Because the way that the movie is presented, it oh, wants shit, you're right. it wants you to think that those two are one and the same person. That Chadwick is nothing more than T'Challa. And so because Chadwick's dead, there can never be another. Even though we're in this multiversal universe phase now, 
there can never be another. I think well, that she didn't name her son Lupita named her kid to talk to you. So I, mean, I, I don't give a single solitary fuck about <laughs> that kid. That kid can go kick fucking rocks made of vibranium for all I give two shits about. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck, I, I, and I repeat again, fuck that kid in particular. I do not care. <laughs> but I, I think that you fuck them kids. I think that the character. I think that T'Challa is too important of a character for Marvel to just be like, oh, well, the actor who played him's dead. Meanwhile, they go and recast General Ross when the actor who played him passed away. So I'm Damn. like, okay, all right, Marvel. Uh, so it, it, it gets harder for me to not believe that they purposely conflated T'Challa with Chadwick to make them feel like the same person. I think that was dirty as fuck. Um, Interesting. I didn't, I, I didn't even consider the fact that I was feeling sad for Chadwick's death. I guess another thing too is that, like, I think that this might be the, and this is a hot take. Mm-hmm. The, this is a hot, not fully formed take. So please, <laughs> please tell me, do not flame me for this. But I'm just saying, like, I think that this might be the first instance where a director is too close to, mm-hmm. too personally close to the to the source, to the, to the material. To, to, yeah. I think in this case, it felt like him and the actors and the writers were all a little too close to, to, to Chadwick. Maybe, maybe if he passed away and then they'd like taken a year or two to make mm-hmm. once they'd all sort of like dealt with the death and then make a movie based off of what, what they're feeling at that point, maybe. But it felt a lot like maybe during the beginnings of the movie creation Chadwick died and then they just kept making the movie being fu- fully grieving themselves. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and uh, maybe just a little too close to the, to the material to, to make this. I think there has to be some like sort of like professional distance, I think yeah. between your personal feelings and the material. So yes, of course, more and your friend, I assume you're, I assume they're friends. I don't they, you know. They, they, they were we're close. close. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So more and your friend, of course, but then make a, but professionally make a movie for the audience who didn't know him the way you know him and, and couldn't have known him because we didn't meet him. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, I, I, I can see your point about, about Charles still like Charles not being there. I guess my thought would be, I guess my question would be, how would you have done it? How would you then have, would you have had Charles be off screen and alive, but somewhere else and came back a different person? Or like, would you have just recast him and then be like, all right, even though, like you know that he had, you know, how would you have done it? Well, seeing as I'm not a filmmaker or, or a screenplay writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely but, not. Yeah. I I think I definitely would have done one of those two things. Or rather, um, here's what I ask a different question. How I, would you what would you have rather seen done? Let's ask that question. Yeah, yeah. Um I I think I would have if 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 they want to kill off this universe is T'Challa, mm-hmm. um, because this universe is T'Challa, you you can make a strong argument is is too heavily tied to Chadwick. Okay, yeah. Marvel literally just introduced the whole concept of there being a multiverse, oh, so right. other worlds. <laughs> Never mind, you're and, right. And, <laughs> and we we also just saw No Way Home, where guess what? Peter Parker does not look like Peter Parker in every universe. So you're right. If you're they, absolutely if right. They 
they there are a litany of reasons or ways for it to child from another universe to wind up here. So we're kind of saying the same thing. I think if yeah. they had taken time mm-hmm. to to really see what the next step should be, yeah, they could have probably came to the conclusion where, like you're saying, a T'Challa from a different universe during the rip, because it's kind of implying that Doctor Strange changed shit all over the world and didn't, and like, because T'Challa would have also known that Peter Parker is Peter Parker, but Peter Parker is Spider-Man. We didn't, we skipped over that though. But, but like, um, what do you even know? I guess he would have He's smart. He figured it out. But, I, I guess but, if he wanted to, he could have. I don't know if he would really have cared. He probably would. He, he, we would have cared. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of the things where Strange's spell is happening mm-hmm. and affecting everyone all over the world, right. all over the multiverse. Why couldn't it also affect parts of Wakanda? It yeah. could have. Yeah, it could have. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It could have. Because magic doesn't give a fuck about Wakanda. Wakanda. Right. Technology. Barriers, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so. You're actually correct. That makes the most sense. I don't know why they didn't do that, but they didn't do it because they were too close to it. That's my opinion. But yeah, it just it just felt like a drag. It, I, I left I left depressed. Yeah, it, and you know I I agree with you on that too. But there's one thing I wanted to touch on, and that is you talk about how Ryan Coogler, the director, may have been too close to it. Mm. This uh, this there was an interview, and uh, if I can find the link, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. But there was an interview, uh, with Ryan Coogler where he spoke about this. And this interview came out a few months ago. So it was like it was like after the movie had already came out. And according to Ryan Coogler, he wanted to recast T'Challa because he also oh. felt that is what Chadwick wanted. Well, see, never mind he, then. He was he was on the right page, on the right track. Yeah. And and, and yeah. when I when I found this out, I was like, no shit. I, I was uh, I was kind of stunned. The reason why yeah. he did not recast T'Challa. It's because of two people, Kevin Feige and Victoria oh God, Alonso. Now the, the, the homies, the homies, the homies know this name because I have mentioned this woman's name like she is fucking Candyman. Okay. Oh Vic, no, Victoria no, no. Alonso. She, if she continues to assume power, she will be the end of the MCU. I've said that several times, and I don't say it lightly. She's terrible. Oh, she's terrible. <laughs> she, so she's basically, you know, Kevin Feige is like the producer at at uh, at at Marvel. He's like the top yeah. guy. His right hand mm-hmm. person is Victoria Alonso. And if you look in the credits um, for the recent MCU movies, you will see her name. Her name popped up front and center at the end of Quantumania. So that should tell you, homie, something about that. But yep. her her fingerprints were also all over uh, Wakanda Forever as well. And, Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, they did not want to recast uh, T'Challa, and a lot, and I'm not gonna say a lot of, but there were decent chunks of the premise that did come from uh, Victoria, and uh, wow. I, I've given this example before, and I give it again just in case you guys maybe missed it, and also uh, for, for you, Tame, and that mm-hmm. is uh, if you wanted to know a little bit about where her mind is at, she doesn't know a goddamn thing about comic books, not a single solitary thing. <laughs> About comic books at all. Oh man, my uh, man's like she don't know shit about comic books. She don't know. <laughs> she don't know a goddamn thing. Uh, oh no! And and on top Rest of that, in <laughs> in the in an interview she did, and this was shortly after the the merger was done, right? Or this uh, 
maybe about like a year after the merger was done with the Fox Studios. And so, uh, you know, MCU now has the rights to all the characters and whatnot. Uh, she yeah. was asked about, okay, so what, what are your plans for the X-Men? And she was like, you know, it's funny. You know, I, I did a little bit of a research and there's actually quite a few women in the X-Men. And I, oh, I really don't feel like that name is inclusive enough. I feel like that's the antiquated name of the X-Men. Bro, not. bro, bro. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. I can't make Is she not aware of the the most minuscule, I mean, not minuscule, of, of the most like obvious fact in that X Men is like stands for like the X gene in humanity. Yeah, so it's like it, humanity, like right. mankind. It's like, like there, there is like, there is man, there is woman, there is X Man. They are there. There is an X chromosome. She probably thinks the X stands for Xavier. That's probably what she thinks. I don't. She, said, she said, one small tip for man. Women, women look at NASA too. Right. <laughs> one small step for people. Oh, shit. I um, cannot, so, bro. Oh, I, my God. I, I'm she telling you, me. I would not be surprised if like the first quote-unquote X-Men movie we get is called like The Mutants or, or something like that. It'll be called X Force, but it won't be about it won't be about, it won't be about the X Force. It'll be called X Force. We'll all go to the movie theater being like, "Oh, X Force movie, fuck yeah, first yeah. one," and then we'll be there and be like, "Oh wait, this is just the X Men." This is just the X Men, but they're not called and yeah. Deadpool. Yeah, the X Men and Deadpool, which is not right. the same. So imagining taking a a multi billion dollar Ollie Oop and missing it, <laughs> you know, Yo, because the X Men the X Men prints money already. They've already oh, made period. billions, you know. Un- under Fox, they made billions. Mm-hmm. In the hands of the MCU, they should make multiple billions, at least. But They're it, already established brand in people's yeah. houses, like the household name. Exactly. I, I'm, calling, I'm calling it now. If, if, if we if it comes out that the first X movie is called X Force and Laura is leading the team because she does, <laughs> and Laura is leading the team, I'm. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to go see it, but I'm going to plan it the whole time. Yeah. I'll be back on the podcast. Be like, yep. this book. <laughs> <laughs> Team being like Laura Storm, um, yeah. uh, Domino, <laughs> just a hodgepodge of people who never really, you know, team up together. Just not really, just a random assortment. <laughs> random. Of, yeah. Oh yeah, my god. Right. Yeah, I, uh, because that's how. Not to get too far into this rant. That's how Civil War. Felt. That's how Civil War. I recently went back and read went back and read the uh, Civil War um, graphic novels um, yeah. just because they're my favorite. To answer your question about earlier, yeah. before what my favorite comics were, this, this, my favorite stretch of any event in Marvel has been has been the first Civil War. Second Civil War, the, the, the second one sucks balls, but I love the first one. <laughs> the, yeah, because that was the first time I truly felt. You know, I always kind of like known that the comic books were, were like intertwining each other's stories, and they kind of had. They were, you know, you could you could go to New York and see Spider Man and She Hulk and you know Punisher, but like that was the first one that actually felt like the entire world was actually affected by the decisions happening in one place. So like every group had their own book. Every you know, some of them had a couple. Like yeah. Spider Man had two, X Men had three or four, um, Wolverine had one, and X Men had one, and X World had one. And I think that, like She Hulk had one. So I think everybody had their own book, and it truly felt like. You get you got to you got to see the full sc- scope and scale of like how um, the Marvel universe sort of operates, right? Just based on, off of that, it, 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 it in even, a crisis, 
it, it even affected like uh, the the cosmic universe in Marvel Comics. Oh yeah, because this mm-hmm. was taking place also doing like uh, Annihilation, and, uh, yeah. and and Richard Rider Nova he tried to call Earth for help. Hey guys, there's this universe threatening. Uh, you know, menace out here, annihilus, and this annihilation mm-hmm. wave. This is big ass war. We need all the help we can get. We know that that a lot right. of you Avengers are on Earth, and they're like, "No, nah, dog, we got the civil war going right now. We can't. We are <laughs> yeah. about to get arrested, right? And <laughs> go to jail. We can't do that. And I love that because Nova was like, "Man, fuck y'all," <laughs> as he should have been. Yeah. As he should have been. <laughs> like, what do you mean we fighting yeah. each other? Like, there, there won't be a goddamn Earth. To fight on if y'all don't come out here and help me, me. yeah, yeah. Period. And I think that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. that's what. To, and so when you, when you go from that mm-hmm. to then watching how the movie Civil War mm-hmm. was, which I almost wish wasn't named again with like Joker. I wish it was named Captain America. <laughs> pick a side. <laughs> Captain America, choose a team. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Captain America shirts versus skins. I don't know. Something, bro. Like, 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 because, because the scale was lost. The scope was lost. There was like seven heroes in that whole thing. Like, you know, the biggest fight was the fight at the airport, which was a cool fight scene, but like did not compare at all to any of the fight scenes that happened in the, in the story of civil war. Like not even, not even kind of a little bit. Like, um, there wasn't enough people in the MCU at the time, enough like rights, owned to even have that scale of a movie and therefore it's kind of it was a wasted ip like they kind of because namor isn't now yeah. namor was a huge part of the story of war he literally came in with the wave at the end to help them beat back the iron man's team so like it right but like in the in the in the movie he wasn't even around because he didn't write to him so i don't know it's one of those things where i just wish it was that they that that they wouldn't make these movies until they had the resources enough to make them what they should be. Because it's not that it's not it's not that we don't it's not that we or I for myself it's not that I need it to be a entire arc like the Thanos right right Infinity Stones arc I don't need it to be all that. But if we're gonna make a movie and name it something that is a book, mm-hmm. <laughs> is a, has a story start to end, at least let it be that story. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Man, so <laughs> I, I like the Civil War movie. I don't love it. Uh, yeah. And, and I think for me, it's not even the scale that bothers me because I was like, okay, I get it. You guys fast-track Civil War because... At that time, they heard that WB was doing a Batman versus Superman movie, and they wanted mm. to make sure they had a heavy hitter that would be on equal, you know, footing. So, yeah. okay, you wanna you wanna fast track Civil War? Okay, you know what? I'll give that to you guys because, to, in in their defense, they already laid the groundwork for it in the previous yeah. Avengers movie. We knew yeah. that that they were gonna lead towards this. So, I'm I'm not even I'm not even upset at the scale. Because that, mm. that would be like a, it, it would be a logistical nightmare for one thing to have all those characters on the screen at one time. It, it, it would l- maybe lessen the impact of, of of Endgame when they did it. But the thing that bothered mm. me the most about Civil War was the fact that at the end of the day, the movie wasn't about the Civil War. It was about Tony Stark being mad that Bucky killed his parents, and and so yeah. the the Sokovia Accords or the Superhero Registration Act. That shit fell by the wayside, and we almost 
practically never hear about that again. And so I'm like, it's a battle of ideology. Well, well, that travesty of a show, the fucking Captain Falcon. (laughs) Oh, oh. what's your face? That was the when we heard about it again. I wish we hadn't. So (laughs) that okay, everybody had high expectations, and everybody was let down. Everybody was let down. <laughs> it was boring at the, the first and the first and foremost uh, uh, travesty of that show that was boring. Like that's the first problem. That like, is cardinal yeah, sin. Cardinal sin of a cardinal movie. It, <laughs> it was, movie it was boring. <laughs> it's also problematic that uh, they they introduce some fantastic concepts, but they never they never commit. And mm-hmm. it's almost like they're either too afraid or they don't know how. So like. Uh, I forget what they called it. Like, what was it? The not the reparations act, but like uh, it was it was some kind of act that happened in in the Marvel universe where uh, mm-hmm. a- after the blip, resources were reallocated to the people who were remaining. But then when yeah. the people came back, those resources were taken away, and that's where Carly Morgenthau and the Flag Smashers formed their terrorist group because they had so much of their stuff taken from them again. And I'm like, yeah. this is a fantastic concept, a fantastic spin on Flag yeah. Smasher. I want to see what they do with this. It doesn't go anywhere. And the other thing is, and this <laughs> this other thing bugged me the most, and this was the thing about uh, Elijah Bradley, um, the, the, oh. the the first black super soldier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and he he does this man. I, I don't know who the actor is, but he did a fantastic job. Of oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah. He did a great job of expositing that story in like, you know, a, a five minute scene and, and telling it this heartbreaking tale of, of how the first black super soldier came to be, how so many other black soldiers died in the process. And mm-hmm. how after he was used by the government, they just threw him to oh, the no wayside. Way. And and fucking Sam Wilson was like, damn, man, that's fucked up. I'm going to go be Captain America now. Yeah. <laughs> Like, did you not hear shit I just said? I like, and you think after you do all the shit you're doing now that they're gonna be like, all right, buddy, good job. Yeah. Here's a here's a mansion. Here's some money. Like, they're gonna throw your ass away too, bro. What are you What are you doing? What are you right. talking about? <laughs> I mean, and that's kind of what I was saying about about, about um, civil war. It's not, it's not when, I, when I say scale, I don't, I don't necessarily just mean the amount of people on the screen necessarily. Exactly. I mean the the conversations that Tony Stark has with the president, the the, the um yeah, the Punisher and Captain America um, oh, conversations right, underground. Right, and right. when when Punisher shows up with broken up Spider Man and then yeah. and it tells Captain he killed people and Cap like beats his ass because yeah, like right. you can't just go out murdering people just because it's <laughs> even if you are on the right side, you can't just murder who the fuck you want. Like right. you know that whole thing, that, just all of that mm-hmm. was just missing. Yeah. You, you, and because of your point, it wasn't about it wasn't about the war. It was about Bucky Barnes. Yeah, <laughs> but Iron Man, which <sighs> everything low key is kind of about Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> this is how, how I feel. Man, the MCU for the last however long kind of felt like oh, it, well, like a well, lot look, of shit. Look at how long. Look at how long it took Peter Parker to get out of his shadow. Right. I mean, uh, in, in the MCU, it took it took Peter what until No Way Home to finally no crawl home, yeah. from underneath Tony Stark's shadow, because all every True. every time we've seen him, it's always been about Tony Stark. Every, every villain he faced in mm-hmm. his solo movies have been about Tony Stark. 
And and so and this was the first time where it was about Peter. And, and that's what made that's one thing that made No Way Home so good. That's true. Yeah. That is that is yeah, man, I yeah, I bro. I that's truly my, my, my one gripe about well the my biggest gripe I should say about not one, the biggest gripe <laughs> about Marvel stuff is that they continuously make movies that they could name anything. That they t- that they choose to name, knowing that we, the comic book fans, know the story. They know, like so someone in the writers' room knows. Mm-hmm. It's like on, like on the finger on the button. They know, right? But then, but then, the other writers or someone else—I don't know who's uh, who else is in there—or someone else decides. The, the executive decides, like that's not the direction we're going to go. We're going to instead do this, and it just becomes instead of changing the name, which could be anything. Again, Captain America, um, <laughs> shoes versus socks. Like it could, it could literally be. <laughs> <laughs> literally be anything right they stick with the name civil war wasn't even about the war wasn't really even a war because i wouldn't call one skirmish on the tarmac <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't call that a war <laughs> <laughs> any more than i would call ultron being alive for a week of age you know what I'm saying? I <laughs> That's true. Ultron was alive for like three whole days. Ultron was like, well, I'm, I'm here now, and three days later it was dead. So I don't know if I call that an age either, but he was there and gunning. You know what I'm saying? So I wish that they would stop naming this shit things that, right for Ragnarok, things that like have their own distinct, right. specific stories, yeah. and then choosing to then fuck with us. Because we would be fine if they would just name this shit Captain America and the Boys. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Like, that. <laughs> Like, right. cool. It's a story about Captain America. Iron Man's mad about his dad mm-hmm. being killed by Bucky Barnes. That's whatever. We, yeah. we, we, we more willing to give less of a shit about the story right. being, being something to the, if they just would name something else, but they, but they don't. So that's my one gripe about Marvel <laughs> in, in general. You know, I, I feel that like you and I could go and, and do this for like another 12 hours before we begin oh, to, to run out of bro. topics. But, but you know, we, uh, I, I think that we, we've had a great discussion here tonight. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, this has been so much fun for me. Tame. I, I can't believe it. Again, I apologize for taking so long to finally get you on the podcast. But, anyway, uh, schedules. We're, we're adults. Kind of hard sometimes, man. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, kids, adulting is not fun. Like, it's, nah, nah. Stay kids as long as you. And if you, I'm sure if you have any homies that are like, you know, 14, 15 years, like, I wish I can't wait to grow up. Please wait. Yeah, please wait. Wait, wait as as long <laughs> as you can. Uh, Enjoy whatever you can get out of it, man. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah, while, especially like while your body still listens to you. <laughs> Bruh. And, he, this is, and I want you to know Q is a whole bodybuilder Homeboy takes care of his body better than I do mine And he's telling you right now I'm telling you guys <laughs> it, This shit is no fun Shit ain't no fun Shit ain't no fun yeah. Things I could do when I was I do when I was 14 I couldn't oh my I, gosh. I, In my dreams I wouldn't think about doing that shit now Let me put it this way Like uh, over here uh, Like back back when uh, You know when we were younger like, mm-hmm. Hell, even even just like 10, 12 years ago, when you would come and hang out yeah. at my old apartment, it would be mm-hmm. nothing for me to stay up until three or four o'clock in the morning bullshitting with you and Kevin. <laughs> I would go to bed for a couple hours, get up and go go do a fool's day work and come home yeah. and be OK. It's about to be midnight here and I can still get like a full seven hours of sleep. And I'm like, 
Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch hell tomorrow, <laughs> like, bro. The amount of times I've come to your bedroom and at the, you know back in the day when right. we used to live when we were young, younger, the parents, I come over to his to his house. He had a green hair, like a green like yeah. low sitting rocking chair, and I would sit in that joint, and he would go to bed. He'd, I'd be playing video games, like Kingdom Hearts, or whatever. He'd be like, I'm going to sleep. He'd go to sleep. Yeah. I would be in that chair from the time he went he went to bed to the time he woke up. He'd be I like, You up. still playing? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like. Yeah, what's up, man? What's for breakfast? I ain't slept a wink. Ain't thought about sleeping. Right. <laughs> I mean, then do a whole day of bullshittery with him and, and yeah. Kevin doing whatever the fuck, playing basketball, whatever it was. <laughs> like yeah, now, then, now my nigga, oh my it's eight o'clock and I'm yawning. I'm like, all right, that's, um, <laughs> time for my daily nap. I need about a nap before I go to work. I'm not any Bring me two Red Bulls and yeah, bro. Who you telling? Like <laughs> shit is crazy out here, but. But uh, man, yeah. again, Tame, thank you for being. Uh, I gotta have you on again soon. You know what I mean, bro. Whenever you want, bro. Whenever you want. I got, I got time schedules now. Seem to be a little more matched up. So, so whenever you want, you just let me know. Most definitely, on man. Here. <laughs> but uh, thank you again, brother, for being uh, homies. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know you enjoyed this episode. I know you enjoyed hearing things from yet another POV. Uh, who, as, mm-hmm. as you guys have just heard, he is. Uh, uh, very learned in the ways of comic books and superhero content. Uh, but that will be all for now. We will see you guys again soon, but homies, until next time, this has been Superhero Homie Tame. My name is Superhero Homie Q. Catch you guys next time.